between local lines. Notes from the Emirate. Notes from the Emirates, indeed. Tell It to the River is an exhibition based at the Mariah Art Centre running until the 30th of June and uh, it's got uh, works displayed uh, of an Iraqi-born artist, Sama Al-Shaibi, and uh, we are going to be listening from her directly and understanding a little bit more about her work and she very kindly joins us from the united states she's just served iftar to her family and now she's just joined us on the lines a very good morning to you summer good morning to you all pleasure to be here great to hear from you now summer um the theme of the the exhibit at the mariah santa says tell it to the river uh, now telling it to our audience and listeners, uh, talk to us about uh, the what, what they can expect to see and why did you choose that particular thing? Well, the title um, kind of speaks to a profession, right? Um, you're professing to a river, a body um, that has knowledge much longer than we do. Um, and for me, this is a kind of a important exhibition because it really marks a 15-year um, mid-career survey. So... I wanted to think about the kind of history of my work, how it started and the major themes about it, which for me is a lot to do with post-war and the aftermath of it, including migration. And what just happened to come true when I was planning this exhibition was I wound up returning to Iraq after a 40-year displacement. Um, and so coming back to the river, right, to the, to the source of civilization, but also the source of my upbringing and the source of my diaspora, like the last place I lived before I, le I left Iraq was in Basra, near the Mesopotamian marshes. And so thinking about the river and the knowledge it holds, um, I wanted to sort of unburden uh, this like practice of mine, this time of life, and all the works that have sort of led me to this moment to think about a homecoming and a return. Are you speaking to a, a particular river here? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I think, Euphrates? Yeah, I mean, I think, <laughs> sure, I mean, in some ways we can be literal about it, right? I mean, we can say the, the Tigris and the Euphrates, uh, that that funnel into the marshes that spill from there into the Arabian Straits and then outwards. But it's also this idea of of just a body that is larger than um, what we understand to be time and all the secrets it holds. And um, yeah, so I think in some ways it was specific, but I'd like to be much more open-ended when I consider the idea of of the river and there are just major themes in this exhibition the river just thinking of it's moving across channels and time and how people come to migrate where they come to settle where they can exist and where they live and since my work often deals with the expulsion of the body and what happens in a world where limited resources and um how that how they're challenged and and fought for by the by people right or by the those who rule them. And so the river is very central to life. It's very central to for, for civilization, but it's also a mystical kind of concept as well. And one that talks about time and movement. And I wanted to think about the literal location, but something much broader than that. Um, Sama, thank you very much for joining us here on the Morning Majlis. Um, having an, exhib an exhibit at the Mariah Arts Center, how does it feel personally to have such an art piece uh, here in the UAE, but also in the Emirate of Sharjah? Well, I mean, for me, especially that this 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 exhibition, it's it's spanning 15 years, but it also has two new commissions, which is a big shift in my work, uh, Prelude to the Round City, 
which is a LIDAR installation, and then Ihya, which is a video work done in the marshes upon my return to Iraq. Both are about Iraq. But it was so interesting about the UAE. It's like I actually lived in Abu Dhabi um, when I was young. I think I was in sixth grade. Um, is one of the countries in the Middle East that we lived post-war. We migrated around the Middle East quite a bit until we could, until my parents decided to move to the United States and see if we could settle down there. And uh, my father continued to live in the UAE. So I, I've been exhibiting in, in Dubai uh, quite a bit and Abu Dhabi, but the Mariah, I, I've only done a few uh, maybe video works, part of big group shows years ago. Uh, and this was a very different kind of uh, process of working with with the Mariah because it's a solo show which is a deep relationship with the people that you that is producing the work that is creating a catalog a context a conversation with their community that they know very well and think about all the kind of layers um that that makes it meaningful to have it in Sharjah not just oh here's just a location and let's put some work on the walls so I thought about that deeply like who is that community what are the types of people that live in Sharjah and across the UAE? I think a lot of them are like me, um, have maybe uh, roots in being un uprooted. And in the same time, there is a, a community that's from there, right? That they're living side by side and make, making a new kind of world together, world building together. So uh, I think it was really, it was powerful to have a show somewhere I felt like there was common language about the ideas in my work and that it was it was um i could have a lot of trust that the poetry the experiences um if not directly experienced by some of the community members someone they would know had been through it and i didn't have to i didn't feel this com compulsion to explain as i sometimes have to do when i when i work in the west or work in the united states or show around here i felt there was a deep understanding um about a lot of these themes. And also that there's a lot of mysticism, Islamic mysticism, Sufism inside of some of those projects, as well as political undertones. And they all kind of come together, which um, describes the identities of so many of the people that live in that region. Um, so it just gave me a lot of freedom to work. And at the same time, knowing that was in a community and a connection that would be understood. Yeah, that connection seems to be very, very important. And now, you know, obviously, well, with some of the pieces showcasing your your homecoming, you're coming back to Basra. Uh, talk to us about how that feeling was for you personally. Um, and when did you go back? And it was such a long time uh, being away. And we, we got an experience of Basra here because we saw the Gulf Cup that took place <laughs> in that city <laughs> uh, with Iraq also winning it. So talk to us about you personally uh, when you went back to, to your hometown. Um, what was that like? Well, I actually want to be really honest. I didn't go to Basra. I went to the southern Mesopotamian marshes. I went to Iraq three times in the last 12 months um, to do the the main part of this exhibition is prelude to the round city. And most of that is in Baghdad and outside in the outskirts in the periphery, um, like the Milawiya Minaret is part of it. And so the first two trips, I was really concentrated on Baghdad. That's where my father is from. And that's where my, my mother, my mother's Palestinian and her family relocated to I mean, they located, they migrated to Iraq after the Nakba. So my mom was actually born in Palestine, but then moved to Iraq and she was raised in Baghdad. But my, my, where I was born was Basra and that's my final memories. So I have memories between Baghdad and Basra, but that's the last place we lived when we escaped Iraq during the Iraq-Iran war. Um, and so, you know, Iraq was home and it was, there was, it was family. It was 
um, you know, the best memories of my childhood, right? When we were complete, when we were a unit, when we would go between Baghdad and Basra. And then a war started and then our lives were completely upended. And it was um, very scary for a mm. child, but just scary for everyone. You're, you could just watch it on your parents' face every day. And um, I, Iraq is a complicated country that with our, our um, we were basically blacklisted for escaping during that war. We couldn't return under the former regime. And then obviously that's been a while since then, but it's just between the div different civil, I mean, the different secretary in conflicts and the rise and rule of ISIS. I mean, it's just been one thing after another. And I'm used to working in spaces of conflict. I, I originally trained as a photojournalist. I wanted to be a war photojournalist when I was quite young, but I just felt like I could never really work in Iraq without endangering those who would work with me more than me working by myself. So this was like really the first opportunity, you know, <laughs> it was like, I was going to go during the pro protest and then the COVID started. I'm like, okay, this last time I'm like, I have to, I, I have to take my chance and I have to go and having the project really helped. So I spent a lot of time in Baghdad and with my cousins and my two half brothers live in Iraq. So I spent a lot of time there for the first two trips and the third trip, I'm like, now it's time to go back South. And the truncated amount of time to get the exhibition fi finished is that I went to the Mesopotamian marshes because I wanted the marshes in the project. To me, it completed the story of Silsila, which is one of the larger projects in the exhibition, Tell It to the River. It was an eight year project that I went to almost every country in the Middle East and North Africa, with the exception of three places that I couldn't get into or couldn't go. And one of them was Iraq. And that felt like that project never really finished, even though I said it was over, it was in my head, how could it be over? I'd never, I didn't go home, right? Mm -hmm. And so this return, I, I mean, I saved it to the end. It was like a last thought. I mean, I didn't, it was the part of the, the exhibition I didn't plan. It was the day before I was going to Iraq. I was in Sharjah, I was talking to Sima, um, the curator uh, at, at Sharjah, at, at Mariah. And I told her I woke up and I had this vision of you know, the Hajia going back mm. to you know being in the south. And I saw her on the river and I saw the boat and the canals and the reeds. I just had a vision and I was going to Iraq the next day. She's like, do it. So uh, with 24 hours, I planned and I went to the south, which isn't easy, right? To go from Baghdad to the south. It's full of checkpoints. It's a the spaces in between are still complex between mm. the, centers but Iraq is changing and uh it's I, I don't want to simplify it. it's a complicated space but once I was there it was it was profound and it was uh for me like working there even though it was just within 48 hours I created that video with 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 my team but it was I, I didn't plan it it was everything was just inside of me I was the performance that you see on my face is actually the experience of me witnessing the plight of the marshes, the disappearing water, the reeds, listening to the birds of my childhood all over again. It was just all happening organically and in real time. So, Sema, how would you like people to resonate with your work after attending this exhibit? I'm sure you try to mirror what you've seen in your work and try to showcase what you feel. Uh, it's kind of like a rush of emotions, you know, from your background to your memories to what you just recently saw after your visit. A couple, a couple of visits actually, not just to the Middle East, but in particular to Iraq. So what would you like people to remember uh, or understand or feel after seeing Tell It to the River? 
You know, I, that's a great question. In the same time, it's a really hard thing to answer because it's it's hard to subscribe to like there's one way to experience to this work. Uh, I mean, I I do feel there is there are aspects of the exhibition that will resonate for different audiences in different ways. But I, I more than anything, I want to create an experience of a journey. And you're at some parts of this exhibition, and it feels like a stranger is making the work about a place that they can't quite access, right? And feels time is completely elusive and it makes you question your own relationship to public split spaces, to the buildings around you, to nature itself, and a sort of measuring of distance of how far or close or how can someone actually return and be in these places. But there are other parts of the exhibition along that journey where it feels quite intimate and you feel really compelled by the landscapes. It feels, I mean, yes, they're beautiful and they're strange looking places, but they feel like something you know, like there's so much desert and water and sand. And as for us who live in, in the Middle East and North Africa, I mean, we're surrounded by this these entities, right? In a way that was the purpose of Silsila to create a shared identity rather than exploiting difference between us, right? And I and I use the land and the the, the uh, the, tr the historical traditions of the region to kind of think about our shared humanity and our shared understanding. Um, and then, and also, I think, you know, primarily if there's anything, it's like we can look back to the past and think about, um, you know, dates along a history of different wars and different markers that mark maybe our dispossession or our uprootedness or someone in our family. And we can sit there and that's really important of obviously to recognize that but there but life is a continuum and right now our 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 earth is like it's it's facing you know a, a climate disaster and so us especially in the region we need to work together we with the end of fresh water the rising temperatures like there's i'm hoping for a greater purpose to be considered inside of that. There's an ecological conversation throughout these works, although it might be easy to focus in like political moments and mm -hmm. is this before this year or that year or this war or that war, but really I try to be borderless and timeless when I, you go through the exhibitions. And though you might recognize something is in East Jerusalem or you might recognize it's Jolan or Baghdad or something to that effect, you also sometimes are uncertain about where and who and what cause. And that's that shared experience that I'm trying to create for the audience is that you said the perfect word there, like mirror. I mean, the work is full of mirage and mirrors and 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 reflections and it's it's intentional. That formal quality is is meant to evoke that mirroring of I am you, you are me, this land is ours and we belong to it, you know? And so that is part of all through the show. Yeah. I'm not sure how to answer that question. No, it definitely did. I think it was. Uh, did, uh, it's, sure. it's, it's nice to say that it was. It's not just an exhibition to say, "Hey, here's my life, and here's where I belong, and this is what the uh, my connection has been." It's not just about that. It's more about provoking the thought that you know it's a reality that we're facing. That yes, this part of the world suffered conflict, but there's also a greater understanding that climate change is a massive crisis that affects us all, and not just the demographic that is represented in that work but thank you very much for joining us and, and, and enlightening us uh, with the exhibits and we wish you all the very best uh, with your future work and, and more exhibitions we look forward to more exhibitions in this country 
and uh, we'll uh, we'll let you get on with your iftar as well. <laughs> so, thank you so much. It was a pleasure speaking with all of you. It definitely Likewise. was a pleasure. And thank I'm you sure, very much. I'm sure the listeners really enjoyed it. Uh, Summer, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night and Ramadan Mubarak to you. You can catch this discussion as a podcast on our Spotify, Apple Podcast and SoundCloud pages. You're listening to The Morning Majlis only on Pulse95. Pulse95. The heart of Sharjah.